So on today's podcast, we talk about how to unlock maximum creativity to make all your dreams a reality based on the teachings of one of the largest companies in the world and how they created a magical kingdom out of thin air on a swamp. And so without further ado, let's get into the episode. Are you ready to ethically scale your business? Good. Because this is the Mind of George podcast where relationships beat algorithms and depth is the only direction when it comes to ethically scaling your business. Each Monday and Friday, I'll be the guy between your ears in the hoodie and pink shoes guiding you home, giving you the tools to extract, honor, and amplify your genius so you can be the light for your customers. Sound fabulous? Cool. Let's get into the episode. Welcome back to another episode of the Mind of George Show. And today we're going to talk about creativity. We're going to talk about how to unlock maximum creativity to allow that inner child of yours to dream and accomplish your wildest dreams. And I have to give full credit to my dear friend, Brad Costanzo, who has the podcast of Bacon Rap Business, one of my best friends. And he taught this concept to me quite a few years ago, and it has blown the lid off of my life, my business, my goals, and my dreams. And I share it with everybody I can because it is one of the most powerful concepts. And uh, our dear friend, Alex Scharf, and I'm sure some of you listen to his podcast, Momentum, as well as have listened to him on the show, is known for his one of his famous quotes where he says, entrepreneurs, we're the crazy ones. We're the ones that go out into the future, deem what we want the world or our life to look like, and then come back into the present moment and have the courage to make it a reality. And in that same lens, in that same context, I think that's one of the greatest powers of entrepreneurs. I think that's one of the greatest powers of entrepreneurship and business in general is getting an idea and allowing ourselves to fully dream that entire idea uh, with as much what most people would call crazy as possible and then coming down, building a plan and making it a reality. You think about Elon Musk, you think about so many people in our time that have had this rapid, rapid, aggressive attacking of this vision that everybody calls them crazy, which is one of my favorite things. When people tell me I'm crazy, it's typically feedback that I'm running in the right direction. And as an entrepreneur for me, uh, and I laugh with my dear friend, Angie Lee about this all the time is that my ADD brain is crazy. I tend to live in the dreamer world. I tend to think about all possibilities and what it could look like. And there's times that that's a benefit. There's times that that's a downfall because my team or one of my companies will need me to be in the weeds or asking, how can we do this? Or what could go wrong? And I'm up here dreaming in la la land. And I'm like, why not? Why not? And so one of the things that I've learned to recognize is that just like anything in business, just like anything in life, any entrepreneurship, any sport, is that the more structure or for lack of better terms, the term I use containers that we have, the more we are allowed to maximize our potential to achieve what we want. And I think about this all the time because my son is five years old. He's about to be six and my daughter's 17. And what I love about my son more than anything at his age is that nothing's impossible. Like he tells me every day that he wants to fly and he's gonna figure out how to fly. And he'll tell me all these things that when I start processing through my adult brain, they get met with criticism, they get met with downgrading. I don't say it out loud, but my brain is going into this, oh, that can't be done, nobody's figured that out. And I live with the default 
network or a default mode network of my current existence. And what I love about hanging out with my son is that by hanging out with him, he allows me to dream more and think bigger. bigger. And I think one of the reasons that I've had the success I've had is that after the birth of my son, he helped me relearn how to dream. And it's one of the most powerful concepts because it's when we make a decision. We make a decision that we want something to be real and then we make a commitment. And when we make that commitment, we make it with a bond. We believe 100% that it's going to be achieved. But in my opinion, most people don't dream big enough. And I have heard so many cliche quotes about this, and I love all of them. But uh, one of my favorite ones is, uh, don't, don't aim for the moon, aim for the stars. And worst case scenario is you miss and you land on the moon. And I know for years as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, as a husband, as a father, I dream too small. My dreams were coming from view of the world and not my potential. And it's something that I've worked very hard and I continually work every day on dreaming bigger and allowing these things to become a reality. And so to close this loop, uh, Brad shared this concept with me that was uh, derived from Walt Disney. And he was a great imaginative person and he dreamed things to be very big uh, and they all became reality. And he has this concept that they used at Disney. Many other companies have adopted it. And it is one of the most powerful creativity, brainstorming exercises and practices that exist. But also rather than just dreaming, it allows you to make a plan. It allows you to critique it and leave yourself with an action plan of how to make it a reality. And so today I have some notes in front of me and I'm going to read this to you and I'm going to take you through Disney's creative strategy and Disney's creative strategy. They break it down and it's called the dreamer, the realist and the critic, the dreamer, the realist and the critic. And um, I love this quote about Walt Disney. Um, one of the employees that existed back then said he was talented in discovering creative ideas and converting them into reality. Based on a close associate, he used to say they were actually three different Walt Disney's. There was the dreamer, the realist, and the spoiler. And you never knew which one was coming to the meeting. And for those of you who have listened to this podcast, you know I'm a big fan of NLP and neurolinguistic programming. And his strategy was actually highlighted and modeled later in 1994 uh, by an NLP expert, Robert Diltz. And he defined the technique as Disney's method for turning his dream into a reality. And in this method, the group of people use a specific thinking flow, which builds parallel thinking that can be used to generate, evaluate, critique ideas, and solve problems. And this method was created by Walt Disney, wasn't fully developed, but this creative process unlocks the mind's capabilities to dream and form unexpected ideas and solutions for existing problems. And it says, however, these solutions may not be applicable in reality and may not be applied as a strategic plan. Therefore, one of the greatest advantages of Disney's creative strategy method is balancing between both the dream and reality in order to build a viable layout. And so in order to prepare for Disney's creative strategy, and this is a very, very important part, you have to understand that in the three stages, you have the dreamer, you have the realist, and you have the critic, is they require different environments. So in Disney, what they do is they have three separate offices. And I've gone into companies and done this with them and what we do is we set up three different spaces, right? If you're doing this at home, you don't want to do it in the same place. You want to reset. You might do one in your kitchen, one outside, and one at your favorite place to go meditate. If you're in your office, you might do one at your desk, 
hit a reset button, come back an hour later, change the environment, change the music, change the lighting and do this again. And it, it's a really, really big, big part of this. And so in order to have this strategy come to fruition, you need four separate areas. You need the dreamer, the critic, the realist, and then the action plan. And you need to set up four parts of a room for each thinking method or four different areas to do this. So the first part is for dreaming and imagination. The second part is for realists and or planning. The third part is for critics, which is one of my favorite parts. And then the fourth part is getting the mind outside the thinking flow, which is the action plan. And the idea of setting a thinking place for each stage in the method is to prepare yourself or your team mind to switch thinking modes from one to another. The place can be a room, an open space office, an outdoor garden, a meditation spot. You can do this anywhere, but it's an extremely, extremely powerful method when you respect your body and the, the biology of your body and the creative state changes, right? If you've ever been to a Tony Robbins event or a personal development event or even an NLP event, one of the most powerful concepts is state changes, right? Where we change our physical being and it changes the way that we think. And in doing this, it doesn't get accomplished. If you sit at your desk, you pump your head down, and you try to do everything at once, your body requires a reset. And so when setting this up, it's really, really important that you're intentional. And so like my office isn't that big, but when I do this, and I do this at least once a quarter, what I do is at the desk I'm standing at right now, I'll bring over a whiteboard and this will be my dream state. And then I have a table on the other side of the office and that'll be where I do the real estate. And then I'll sit at like my working desk where I do like all my work. If you're watching this, I'm pointing to the right and that's my critic desk. And what I do is I design an environment for each one of them. So when I'm dreaming, I'll play really like light music. I'll play things that are creative. I like to use a lot of instrumentals, right? And then when I'm in the planning part, right? When I'm in the, the planner part, I will put on like binaural beats or I'll go to YouTube and I'll search music for productivity and I will change everything. I will turn the lights up. I will put that music on. And then when I go into the critique part, I'm in silence and I'm sitting there with a pen and a paper. And so it's really important to design your spaces to allow yourself to do this. And one of the things I love about this is that, you know, if you were to think back, if, if Disney World or the whole Disney ecosystem didn't exist today, and you were to hear somebody pitch you a business plan and look for investment and they said, hey, uh, and you have to go back time period specific, be like, hey, so we want to build this world, this magical kingdom, and uh, we're going to build it on a swamp and it's going to have a castle and rides and everything's going to be there. You got to remember back in the day, uh, they didn't even have the technology to drain swamps, right? And then they're like, we're going to have robots and animatronics, which was not a thing of the time. You can imagine how crazy that would have been. But if, if Walt Disney was thinking in the time of where he lived, that dream would have never been thought up. But it was because he went to dream about that and said, what do I want it to look like? And where do I want it to be? That allowed him to create the plan. And they actually created a ton of technology and led the forefront in creating a lot of things with animatronics and animation and even construction and how they were able to build this world with underground tunnels and drain swamps and build an entire ecosystem on swamps. And it's because of his ability to allow himself to fully dream without the lens or the paradigm of the current world. And so when you do this exercise, you can either do this with yourself, you can do this with yourself and your team, but if you're thinking about this in your business, do it with your team. You can do this in your marriage. My wife and I have done this together, but this is where you put the rubber to the road. 
And so you set a stage for eight for each area of this. You have the dreamer space, you have the realist space, and you have the critic space. And then finally, you have the action plan space. And so I'm going to start going through this and kind of what each stage looks for, what you need to be thinking about, what questions you need to be asking, and how to do it. So the three main stages are the dreamer, the realist, and the critic. And each stage represents a style of thinking, and it should be applied in the same sequences below. So the most important part of this is that you have to apply it in the exact sequence that I teach it. So phase number one, you have to do this first, is the dreamer. Phase number two is the realist. Phase number three is the critic. And phase number four is the action plan. So let's get into the dreamer. So in the dreamer, uh, and I'm going to read these notes. I found this off this uh, awesome website that broke this down and it was easier than going through my notes uh, called designerate.com, designerate.com. But if you want to read along, you can just Google Disney's creative strategy, but this is an important, really powerful concept. So in the dreamer state, usually any creative idea starts with a dream full of passion and enthusiasm. In ordinary meetings, this dreaming style is halted by reality and does not have the space to go further on. Discussed in details in the Disney creative strategy, the first stage allows the team or yourself to share their dream without any restrictions and no criticism. This helps build a pool of creative ideas. Some of these ideas are viable and others are not. Determining the viable creative concepts comes later as a result of the second and third thinking styles. So in the dreamer room, you ask questions that help get to the following. So the dreamer asks questions that help describe ideas and thoughts such as the following. What do we want? What is the solution? How do we imagine the solution? What are the benefits of applying the solution? And so in this phase, you want to dream. You want to dream with as much dream as possible. And there's only two rules when you're in this room. You can't ask yourself how and you can't poke holes in it. So when you're in this state, all you're allowed to do is dream. And I do this at some of my private events or some of my masterminds, and I've put many, many people through this exercise. And it's really, really powerful because uh, at one of them, uh, I said, all right, guys, we have a plan and I need us to figure out how we're going to get to the moon, how we're going to get to the moon, right? And so I put them in a dream state and then the typical answers start coming up. We'll rock it. Uh, we'll take a spaceship. And then everybody was staying in the realm of what their current thinking was. And so then I started pushing it. And I was like, okay, cool. But what about time travel? And they're like, okay. And I was like, what about teleportation? And they're like, okay. I'm like, what about flying there? What about riding a bicycle there? What about building a ladder tall enough? And the goal isn't to necessarily throw out crazy ideas, but it's to change the way in which we think. Because what we think about as entrepreneurs is how we want to accomplish these things and create these things that have never been created but yet we're only thinking with our current level of thinking. And the best ideas in the world, the most creative ideas in the world come from allowing ourselves to dream. So when you are in the dreamer room, you want to ask yourself these questions. What do I want or what do we want? What is the solution? How do we imagine the solution? What are the benefits of applying the solution? What does it look like? Give it texture, give it descriptions, be as specific as possible and allow yourself to dream. If you have to imagine you're a five-year-old kid again and the world is your oyster, what would you say? What would you want to accomplish? Because it's your willingness to dream that will allow that to come to a reality. And so the rules are simple. When you are in the dreamer state, you are not allowed to ask how, like you can't poke holes in it. 
and then you uh, you not uh, you can't ask how and then you can't poke holes in it so you can't critique it so you can just add to the dream and what i do is i use a separate big piece sheet of paper for each one of these and i write all my ideas on sticky notes and then i stick my sticky notes on that paper so i have one called dream I have one called realist, I have one called critic, and I have one called action. And that's how I document it. So the dreamer state is allowing maximum creativity. So if you have a big team, you guys could set up a conference room in one area. You could go to the office in another one. You could do boom and you brief everybody on this and you dream. And it's like, we want to sell a million ideas, right? And another example that I use of this, when I was teaching this, I said, um, I want you guys to derive a plan to get on Joe Rogan's podcast, right? Because one of my one of my people wanted to be on Joe's podcast. And I was like, so how would you do it? And they're like, we'd hire a PR company. We'd reach out. We'd do boom. We'd do boom. And everybody had all these ideas. And then um, somebody in the room is actually really, really good friends with Joe. And uh, I was like, well, what about asking him for an intro? And they're like, oh, my God. And I was like, what about this? And what about this? And what it is, it allows us to dream. It allows us to think about solutions and think about what we want without the constraints of what we currently know. And so that is the dreamer state, which is phase one. You do it in order. Then you move into the realist state. Now, the realist state, the team switches the place or you switch the place and you mode. The most important part is when you're going from place to place is that you reset, right? If you're doing this in your own office, maybe go for a drive, walk outside, change the state of your body because you have to change your brain into a different mode. So you or the team switches place and the modes to think in a more logical planning style. So based on the dream, you or your team pretend that the dream is possible and you start putting plans in to achieve it. And the plans aim to turn the imaginary ideas into a manageable action plan. During this stage, all the thoughts should be constructive and targeted, turning the idea into a real plan. The stage includes questions such as the following. So here are the state, the questions. Number one, how can we apply this idea in reality? Number two, what is the action plan to apply the idea? What is the timeline to apply this idea? And how do we evaluate this idea? And when you're in the realist room, there are two rules. You cannot add to the dream and you cannot poke holes in your realism. You cannot poke holes in how you're going to do it. So in the Disney example, when he was dreaming about building this kingdom in Florida on a swamp, he got done dreaming and they went to the realist office and part of their action plan was, well, we have to drain the swamp and we have to build infrastructure and we need to create robots that wave at people and are animated. Now, a lot of that technology didn't exist, but they didn't allow that to get in the way of the plan. They planned based on it being a reality, which is one of the most important parts. And so when you are in this room, you're going to take the same thing. You're going to take all the ideas in the dream, the clarity of the dream, and you're going to break it down. How can we apply this in real life? What action plan will we need to do? What timeline would it take? How do we evaluate it? What would it look like? And you get as specific as possible. And that is the real estate. And then you change body, you change state, you change rooms, you move you and your team, and then you move into the critic state, okay? You move into the critic state. Now, after you have an action plan in the real estate to turn the idea into reality, the critic thinking mode tends to discover the barriers of applying the idea and how to overcome it. Now, there's a very important caveat with the critic. The critic's job is not to destroy the dream, it's to protect the dream by finding the holes that need to be solved in order for it to come to fruition. So you're your team, 
provide constructive critique for the idea in order to find the weak points and solve it in the final solution. In this stage, this is where you ask questions to poke holes. What could go wrong with the idea? What is missing? Why can we not apply it? What are the weaknesses in this plan? And what you're doing is you're imagining that this thing is going to become a reality and this plan is going to work. But according to the plan, here's the things that we have to look out for. What do we have to be worried about? What might come up? Where might it come from? And when you are done with the critic stage, and by the way, the two rules of the critic stage is that you can't, <laughs> you can't add any more to the dream and you can't ask how. It's just to poke a hole in the plan that's already there. And what makes this exercise so powerful is your discipline in protecting the container and keeping your body and brain and that of your team in the same thinking modalities, okay? And so then when you are done with the critic stage, you move into the action room. And the way that I think about the action room is when you are done in the critic stage, you will have a list of things that need to be solved. And so I move that entire list into the action room. And in that action room, our job as a team is to find solutions for every single hole that we identified as a critic. And that means with as much detail as possible, because what that does is it solves the challenges that we are foreseeing that might become a reality. And when the holes are solved, we have a way to mitigate the holes. And then the plan becomes something that we implement. And so according to these people's notes, which I love at Designer Ray, as a result of the three main stages in Disney's creative strategy, you or the team reaches a solid creative idea with an action plan to apply it. The first stage is focused on the creative aspect and sharing creative ideas and solutions, which is the dreamer state. The second stage is focused on reality and how to turn the idea into an action plan. And that is the realist state. And then the third stage aims to identify the weaknesses in the idea and overcome it in the final plan. That is the critic state. And then in the action planner in, the, in that final room, you are creating solutions for this to do. And so when you get to that point, what you've given yourself is a roadmap with clear steps and clear next deliverables to get to where you want to go. And this can apply anywhere. It's going to apply to your podcast, to doing an event, to launching a new product in your business. But we have to realize that some of the most powerful ideas and the best things that we can get come from dreaming and allowing ourselves to dream and not dreaming with our current constraints, but dreaming free and then utilizing this structure to allow us to think parallelly about how this can be done, what could go wrong, and create solutions to put this into practice. And honestly, actually, I hate saying that's a bad phrase of speech. I'm always honest. Um, I've done this with a lot of companies. I've done this with a lot of businesses. I've done this with a lot of students. And this is by far one of the most profound and powerful exercises that I have ever used and I've ever facilitated for people to get results. You see people light up, you see them get excited, you see them get fervent and passionate about everything again because it helps unlock a different level and it helps remove us from the day-to-day -day when we're in the weeds of our business or working on or in our business and it allows us to get above it and to dream at a very big level to see what's possible and it stretches the rubber band. And so I implore you to do this exercise. I implore you. If you want uh, the roadmap or written down, all you have to do is Google Disney's creative strategy or Google Disney's 
dreamer, critic, realist. There's videos on it. There are articles on it. Uh, my dear friend Brad Costanzo has talked about it on this podcast with the episode of Brad Costanzo. And so it's there. But I will tell you, one of the big secrets to stratospheric success is allowing yourself to dream. And not dreaming just as an exercise, but dreaming so that you also believe it to be true and believe it to be possible. And that's what we're doing because we don't have what we currently want, or maybe we do, but we want more and we haven't achieved it yet. And so we have to dream and be excited about that dream and be excited about that possibility and confident in our ability to create it, to bring that into a reality. And so that's what I got for you today. This, in, in my opinion, is one of the, if not the most powerful ways to unlock and master creativity at a different level while also respecting your body's natural state. And I know for me, I live in the dream state. There are a few people on my team, uh, two of them live in the real estate and one of them lives in the critic state. And in my opinion, this is also one of the most powerful tools to understand your team because it helps you understand how each one of those roles brings harmony and balance and support for the end game. And I think the most powerful team that you can have is one that's made up of all three of those. Somebody who lives in dreamland, somebody who lives in realist land, they're a tactician, they're an executor, they're an operator, and somebody who lives in critic land, not because they don't want the dream to become the reality, but they're protecting that dream. And this allows you to respect people for what their natural state is and not make it wrong, but then also invite them and involve them at a deeper level in some other states so that you guys can maximize the results that you're trying to create. So that's what I got for you today. I'm still drinking my coffee. It's 3 p.m. It's a little cold, but luckily my pink mug keeps it warm. But that's what I'm going to wrap for for today. So I would love to hear the results of this. And so I implore you, I challenge you as soon as possible to put this into fruition, to put this exercise out there and to do it. What I want you to do is I want you to send me the craziest part of your dream that lit you up that you got excited about. I want you to do this. And when you hit that spark and you get that moment of like, I didn't realize that's what I wanted, or I didn't think it would be that big. I want you to send that to me because I want to celebrate your ability to dream at a very, very high level because the moment you declare it, it's the moment it becomes true. So as always, remember that relationships will always be algorithms, especially the one with yourself. I will either see you in the next episode or will hear me in your earballs. but either way, I'm out. Have a good day. Thank you for listening to another episode of The Mind of George Show. Please make sure you subscribe on your favorite channel that you listen to, whether it's in the car, on your run, or in front of the television. Make sure you leave a review to help other people know how much you love the show and quite frankly, help me know how much you love the show because I read them all. And if you want five-minute daily insider nuggets on business, marketing, leadership, mindset, or any other tool that you would need to build and scale your company, make sure you register for my invite-only newsletter. I call it the Lightkeeper Lessons. I hold nothing back here and I share everything that works for me, my friends and mentors, and thousands of my students around the world to thrive in life and keep our lighthouses shining brightly. We will eventually be charging for this, but for now, for you, because you're listening to the podcast, it's free. So if you want to sign up, go to www.lightkeeper.club, fill out the application, and then check your inbox because it's magic. You actually have to open the emails to get the gifts inside. Otherwise, you can get access to my Relationships Beats Algorithms Facebook community and other free resources on the website. So just go to www.mindofgeorge.com and I'll see you in the next episode.